Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and we are out one more week on vacation. We're currently making our way back to Indiana, but should be back next week for our live show. However, we have another great podcast for you this week. This episode was from a couple years ago, and we were joined by my mom, Debbie Wilson, to talk about how she teaches writing and the tips and tricks she's learned over decades of homeschooling. This was a great episode, and we hope you enjoy. Before we start, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks, as always, for their support of The Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum. Our families loved using them, and we'd encourage you to check them out if you haven't already. Head on over to teachingtextbooks.com for a free trial. Also, thank you to Homeschooling Today Magazine for their support. If you need regular homeschooling encouragement, make sure you head on over to their website and subscribe to their amazing magazine at homeschoolingtoday.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay. Well, hi, everybody. And by the way, uh, I've had several people that I was talking to who said, oh, we're switching over to teaching textbooks or have, and it's been a great thing. I know they're having a, they're a little overwhelmed right now by their big switch to 4.0. Uh, in fact, I was over at their website and there's a, uh, a YouTube video by the founder. And basically he's handing you his head on a platter and saying, we are sorry that this has been so hard. We had no idea. And then we were talking to them and they were getting thousands and thousands of calls just trying to make that transition from 3.0 to 4.0 if you're just kind of getting in you're not going to have that issue and it's not super super complicated it's just uh they some of the people need some help and they didn't realize well, how probably big a, a job it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's complicated so. on their end but i don't think the transition yeah. from moving to 3.0 to 4.0 is that difficult but a lot of people seem to be needing help so they're they're just they're struggling to get there but it's going to be worth it it's going to be worth it we just got back from a uh, ball game ben and i were over watching uh jed and cal play basketball and uh and by play they didn't really play very much that's um, one minute of the team, game though for sure <laughs> they were good for that minute but they uh had a good time um it's so funny the two different boys one is i mean he probably got home when he gets home he will he'll go out and play in the dark and the other one could care less about the game at all. He said he told me when we first started that he'd be just as happy to be the mascot for the team. So uh, that's good. But afterwards, we went to this bowling alley that sells. Um, they also have food. And uh, on Tuesday, they have $3.99 uh, tenderloin sandwiches. I mean, these are the kind of tenderloins that fill the whole plate. Which... And, if you are in another state, tell me. I think th- I'm pretty sure this is a mostly like Indiana, Michiana, Midwest thing. I mean, where you get a pork tenderloin that's fried and it's about like the size of a plate. I mean, it's humongous. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. And it was at all. great. It was great. It hangs way over the bun. But I don't know if I've never really seen them anywhere else, as far as I can tell. And I, I, I was watching a food show and they were talking about it being super regional to this area. Mm, so did, if you ever I come to no this idea. area, if you don't have them where you are, you got to get a pork tenderloin because they are huge. <laughs> so if you're listening, put a comment down there and let us know if that's something that they have in your neck of the woods as well. I just always assumed it was like a county fair thing where they, they take this thing and they pound it flat, huge, as big as a dinner plate, and it hangs over the bun by four inches <laughs> all the way around. So it's a great yeah, that's sandwich. that's pretty hilarious, but they're good. But this is a... This is a big week here because it's Jed's 13th birthday on Friday. That's crazy. He is our last of our eight who will be turning 13. And we're going to kind of keep this quiet because the, the, the 13th birthdays, I think, have gone progressively down ever since Ben's. Because when Ben was the 13th birthday, we spent the night on a World War II submarine. 
uh, with a bunch of people, and it was super, super fun. Had a ceremony at midnight on the deck, and Jed will probably get a cupcake. Right over there. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty much down downhill for sure. Uh, <laughs> but we've always tried to do something special, whether that's been a water park or I know for the girls, uh, someone went to American Girl Doll place up in, I don't even know if they have American Girl Dolls anymore, up in Chicago and um, we've done other things. So, but this is our last one. So we're trying to get some plans for that, trying to make it special. It's special. crazy. Time yep, flies. It is, it is nuts. <laughs> I still think it of them being like three, you know, well, not three, probably more like six, but uh, it's just bizarre. It moves fast, but. Well, I thought we'd talk uh, today um, because, um, uh, you know, as the world is falling apart, especially our country, and uh, we don't know what's going on, we're going to talk about important stuff like homeschooling and being a mom. And I'll tell you, um, I'm just encouraged all the time uh, by uh, people I meet and comments that I hear from other homeschoolers. And even uh, today, I think it was, I was talking to a mom in our town. I just called our local, uh, you know, our town hall to talk about some trash pickup. And the lady said, hey, are you a homeschool speaker? And I said, I am. And uh, and I asked her, so are you a homeschooler? And she goes, well, we've been homeschooling for about a year, you know, since COVID started. And she goes, but I think we're going to keep doing it because I've loved it so much. And that just warms my heart mm -hmm. because it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. But I know that as soon as you start homeschooling, um, maybe after that newness wears off of the beautiful thing, then you start getting really concerned. You start worrying. You start worrying about all these different things. And so, uh, Ben, I thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about um, homeschool regulations, you know, what you have to do and what you don't have to do. And it's kind of born out of a, um, an email that I got this past this week, just a few days ago. And it was from a mom in Michigan. I'm not going to give you all the details because I haven't asked her permission. But she just said something like, I I'm guessing from that you live in a freer state because and that was it, you know, because, oh, because you you kind of encourage us to be, you know, take breaks and take it easy and and have fun, <laughs> you know. And the implication was that the state that she was in, which was Michigan, surely must be a really tough state. And well, she's not she able to take breaks. I expressly said that, uh, that Michigan, she's like, I live in Michigan and it's a more strict state or whatever or something like that. I right. think it's something like she said. But kind of implying that she's not able to do all this fun stuff mm -hmm. because, hey, we have to buckle down in this state. And so um, I looked at their uh, uh, the Michigan state law and Ben looked there and we're going to talk about that for a little bit here in a second. But Ben, I thought we should talk, you know, just about the importance before we even begin that conversation, the importance of words, because words mean things, you know, especially in the laws that of our land. And in fact, as we're talking about masks. Um, do you know the difference, Ben? You probably do. I didn't really. I had to look it up. The difference between, because you see on all these uh, uh, doors you're going into restaurants and doors are going into Walmart, there's a picture of a mask that says you have to wear a mask. But it doesn't really say you have to wear a mask. It says we suggest you wear a mask or it says the state laws have mandated that we should. Do you know the difference between a mandate and a law, Ben? I don't I know. Don't I mean, I'm putting you on the spot. No, I, didn't, I, I, didn't really. I mean, I would have guessed. I would have guessed like a mandate is something that's not necessarily legally passed as a law, mm -hmm. 
but it is something that's been like an executive order or something like that. I don't know what an actual mandate is. You're really close. You're way closer than I was. Because I was thinking a mandate was kind of like a whim. You know, it's just like they decided to do that. And really, a law, of course, is passed by the legislature. And um, the mandate is set down by maybe the, the highest power. In a state, a mandate would be by a governor. You know, and it really carries a lot of the same weight as a law, even though it is not a law. And so uh, I thought, again, that we would look at uh, uh, the Michigan law specifically. Um, But before we go there, um, maybe just to talk a little bit about how I got there, because I think it's interesting because, you know, I've spoken in all the states. I've spoken in Canada. I've spoken everywhere nationally, which internationally, which means Canada, nowhere else besides Canada, um, but all the states. And oftentimes, because I come from a, in, we're in Indiana, we're pretty um, homeschool friendly, not pretty homeschool, we're very homeschool friendly. Um, basically, you homeschool, you don't have to tell anybody, you don't have to report to anybody, you just do it. Um, um, but oftentimes, when I'm speaking to a group of people, I'll say something like, now, I don't know if you have to take grades in your state. And I mean, I say this all the time. And it doesn't matter what state I'm in. And I say, I'll say something like, do you, do you have to keep grades? And half of the people will nod their head yes, and half the people nod their head no. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys really need to figure this out. Because I don't know how many people I've had tell me something that just is not true. Now they heard it from someone, and so they believe it to be true. They'll say, oh, in our state, we have to do this. And I'm like, really, you do in this state? And then some leader will come up afterwards and say, well, no, we don't have to do that in our state. So I think it's a good idea, whether you're just starting, um, or maybe you've been doing it a while, and maybe to check out the laws, and I'm not saying the mandates or suggestions, but the laws in your state. Um, Lots of people will go to um, different websites to get their information, but I went straight to the horse's mouth. So I went to, um, I just typed in Michigan homeschool laws. And Ben, you probably have it before you as well. Yeah. And I mean, one thing to know is we're just choosing Michigan because this is one that she brought up. You know, some states there are more different differences, but the principle of actually read it and see what it says for yourself. Uh, It makes me think of like, you know, in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean one where Barbosa, he's like, it's more like guidelines than rules or (laughs) something like that. It's like, and that's actually true because a lot of these it's like, and we've seen this a lot this last year is the government gives suggestions for everything in your life, but that does not mean you have to do it. And they're just giving you what they think are best practices, but read it and see what it says. And something else that made me think is, you know, you know, unfortunately our country gets bashed on a lot, but homeschooling is a perfect example of why we do have a great country overall, because, you know, there is a huge portion of the world where it is not allowed or very, or very minimal at least, um, and you know, and I, I, I think that's something that people just take for granted that like, of course we can homeschool, but like that is not consistently the case. And that's a freedom that is very awesome that we have. So anyways, exactly. just a side thing. But, and I would say too, that neither Ben nor I are yes. lawyers <laughs> and, uh, which is a good thing. And, uh, that means, you know, don't hold us responsible for anything that we might say. You are responsible to check these things out yourself. And, uh, 
you know, which I will tell you, this doesn't seem to use a ton of legalese. This is pretty, uh, pretty uh, straightforward here. So maybe read the first paragraph there and see what. Okay, know, well, well, let's out. well let's just look at this, you know. And we're gonna and as Ben and I were talking right before, we're just kind of gonna go down through it and maybe just talk about it. We won't. We're not gonna bore you to tears right. with this, but this is again every state. Uh, you can find this for every state. Some of them are a little more complicated in the fact that they're not. This is like a two-page PDF, um, which is super simple. And this says right to homeschool. Michigan parents have the right to homeschool their children, which all states, all 50 states have that same right. The law requires a parent or legal guardian uh, of a child from the age of 6 to 16 to send his or her child to school during the entire school year, except under certain limited circumstances. Uh, the law was amended, and they jumped it up from age uh, 16 to 18 and uh, and then it has some other things um, but it, what you know, again this is the law requires that means that this is a law that kid the parents have to have their kids in school from this it doesn't give it doesn't give any uh, doesn't say how many days it doesn't say anything about that it just says from those years, they have to be homeschooled. Then you want to read another point? Well, they have to be school. And it says the exceptions include, you know, non-public school or educating a child at home. But um, the thing that I think is also interesting, and this is something that a lot of people who don't homeschool don't really understand, um, was, uh, you know, who may homeschool? Homeschool education is responsibility of a parent or legal guardian. The parent assigns homework, gives tests, and grades these tests. I think that's really important and interesting. Or, and it also says the issuance of report cards, transcripts, and diplomas are the responsibility of the homeschool family based on internal standards. It literally says that. So if home And what does internal standards mean? That is what you decide is internal exactly. standards. And it says exactly if homeschooling continues to grade 12, the parent issues a high school diploma to their child. I mean, that seems pretty easy. I mean, it literally says... You get to decide, you get to give tests if you want, you get to grade these tests if you want, you get to assign homework, whatever, and you get to decide the standards. I mean, that is that is extremely friendly to homeschooling and extremely friendly to you, and you're considered good enough to do all that stuff, you know, right there. Who can do it? So I think that is just super <laughs> about as, you know, clear as it gets in terms of, you know, the people who put so much pressure on themselves. Oh, yeah, I'm. Oh, there you I'm go. Okay, now. you're back. Something happened. I was like, okay, all of a sudden, so, I couldn't tell if you were smiling or if you were uh, actually moving or not. So no, so I didn't hear. Where'd you finish? No, I just said that's an incredibly clear, and I think all the pressure that people put on. And again, this is one state, but a lot of states are like this. But you know, and we had a mom who just emailed us saying that she thought it was very strict about what they had to teach, and they're literally saying you get to decide. So that was all I said. Well, it, it goes on just a little farther. Mm -hmm. Okay, it says the reporting process. It says the annual reporting of a homeschool to the Michigan Department of Education, MDE, is voluntary. And Ben, I don't know about you, but voluntary means? For me, it means I'm not going to be doing it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that means I get to decide. Again, it is not required unless a student is requesting eligible special education services from the local public school or intermediate school district. Um, so that means, and I'll let you read after that, Ben. Um, to keep going on that paragraph. But again, um, it says only if you're involving us, you know, the school district or the public school, do you need to do anything like that? Okay, why don't you keep reading? 
It says it is not required that a parent inform their local school of the. No, 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 no. no. Go, no, don't read that next sentence after I was done. Uh, I don't know where you ended. Um, Third sentence, third line. It is recommended. Yeah. Okay. It is recommended that the parent first submit a completed non-public school membership report to MDD, MDE if special education services will be requested. And then it gives okay. you a link to the form. But again, that same thing says recommended. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you have to. It just means, like, if you have a special edu education child that you need from them, then it's recommended that you submit something. But still, it's not saying it's required. Um, I think then you can go ahead and jump to where you were. Yeah, I was just saying it's not required that a parent inform their local school decision to homeschool. However, it is suggested. I mean, again, that I mean that leads to some other reasons, and there might be reasons you want to, but. Um, you know, they're just suggesting it. It's not required. Um, and I, I honestly, if it said, but it is suggested, I wouldn't do it. I mean, if it says it's required, I would do what's required. But usually their suggestion is so that they can have some control over what well, you're doing. And I think the only other reason might be is if you pulled your kids out um, without telling them what you can do, you're legally, that's a good point. It that's might, a good they point. might start doing like truant officer, you know, like they, and they say that like you might have truancy issues right. and stuff like that. It'd just be, again, you have every right. They can give you no grief over it, but it might just prevent like potential issues of why aren't your kids all of a sudden showing up to school if they're used to it. That's so. a really good point. And, <laughs> and maybe a very wise thing. Um, there was a mom who, uh, messaged me maybe, or maybe it was on Facebook, who started homeschooling either yesterday or today, um, probably you would like to let them know that, hey, my kid's not gonna be showing up anymore. Yep, exactly. Um, um, the next part's good go too. Nope, go for it. T teacher requirement. A parent or legal guardian who homeschools his or, his or her child is not required to hold a valid uh, Michigan teacher certificate, permit, or occupational authorization. So that means if you're the parent of your child, you don't have to have anything else, you know? Um, I, again, it says a parent or legal guardian reporting to MDE, the Michigan, uh, whatever that's, Department of Education, must have a minimum bachelor's degree to be approved unless they claim a, a sincerely held religious belief against teacher certification. So again, what they're saying is, if you read up above, if you're gonna um, report to us, you know, you're going to register with us, which is not required, you know, and you have a special needs child or, you know, you have to have a minimum bachelor's degree or you can have a sincerely held religious belief against cert teacher certification. Yep. So there you uh, go. That's really <laughs> good. Um, real quick here. How about we put it? Because I think there's still some good stuff to talk okay. about here. Um, okay. But before we do, well, real quick, I want to just say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for uh, sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. Uh, you know, we've been working Even with Even though them. you are a math program and you're really yes. not as important as the other things. But <laughs> go ahead, Ben. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they are. They, yeah, exactly. And and you know what? Teaching Textbooks would even say if you're having they issues would say that. and having, uh, if it's causing relationship problems in your homeschooling, then you need to take a break and it's okay to do that. Or if you need to do something different, that's okay too. Um, but teaching textbooks, you know, we work with them because we feel like 
not only in our homeschooling, but in literally hundreds and maybe even thousands at this point of other homeschoolers that we've talked to have really, it's really made a difference in their day to day and helped them smile more. So uh, they offer a free trial, a sample lesson over at teachingtextbooks.com. And they also have a really amazing support team. So if you ever have a question or you are kind of just not sure, you know, should my child start algebra, you know, one this year, maybe they should do something different. Um, you can call them and they, they have uh, customer service and advisors who can kind of help you with that. So really awesome company and a really great team <laughs> um but we also want to thank uh homeschooling today magazine who also underwrites uh part of this show and, and again uh, i just picked up their magazine they just or just was mailed to me last week it's an amazing magazine filled with lots of different articles that are encouraging and that encourage us to homeschool boldly to you know to think outside the box you know to choose the cho to choose to teach uh, the way we believe God would have us teach our kids. So if you want to homeschool boldly, you want to see a great magazine, want to be encouraged, um, check out and subscribe to Homeschooling Today magazine. Every every edition is filled with uh, encouragement and practical help from a big team of experienced homeschooling moms and dads, including me. And it's uh, sure to make you smile. Okay. Um, so the next one was course of study. So this is where it does kind of get in a little bit into the must, but there's another thing that I referenced earlier. It says instruction must include mathematics, reading, English, science, social studies in all grades, and the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution of Michigan, and the history and present form of civil government of the United States, the state of Michigan, and political subdivisions and other stuff. Grade, uh, and that's for certain grades later on. Um, and then it says you can do some non-essential. But again, you do all these things, which so people go, oh no, I have to do all of these to fullest extent. But it said up at the top that you set the standards. So, you know, mm -hmm. just because you have to do mathematics reading, I mean, obviously you're going to be doing reading, but you get to decide how much science is science. You know, if you think my kids, um, we spent a bunch of time outside this year and, you know, planted a garden and did some other stuff and we learned about how seeds grow, whatever, you know, you can count stuff for science because you set the standards. So, you know, just when you start seeing requirements, don't just instantly start thinking you have to follow it to the fullest extent of what that means, you know, if it's you're really in that you're, sort of state. And you're doing all these things all the time anyway. I mean, you're doing these in your normal school. You're doing math, you're reading, you know, your English. Your English might be your reading, you know, your science. You decide, like Ben said, social studies includes everything. I mean, if you're doing Bible, that's social studies. If you're doing uh, history, that's social studies. Um, and even those others, you know, the Constitution of the United States, that's all the upper grades. It never says how much. It's, it doesn't say you can't do it in two weeks or a week or, you know, crash course. You know, it doesn't say anything. It just says you have to cover those things. Right. And um, Mia made a good point real quick. She said they make it sound so intimidating. But she's like, watch the elections. Uh, not that we learned that much, but take a trip to your Capitol building. There's plenty of ways to check these boxes that aren't just, you know, get some deep unit study on the Constitution, which might be actually might be a good thing nowadays. But, uh, you know, you get to do all sorts of cool things that count those boxes off um, or check those boxes off. Exactly. And even in the checking the boxes, it says student records. And again, this is for the state mm -hmm. of Michigan. It says parents are encouraged to maintain student records progress of progress throughout the years. These records will assist uh, school personnel with placement should the student enroll in public or non-public school. The granting of credits or in placements of students is solely determined by the receiving school. Um, and then it goes on. So basically, 
they're saying you should keep records just so when you put them back in school, you know, we'll know where to put them again. But it is not it's not mandated. It's not a requirement. They're just saying we would encourage you to, um, totally. you know, and, and again, in this, if you want to keep records, go ahead. But you don't have to do it because you're the state of Michigan or your state, if it reads the same way, is saying it has to be done. Right. And one of the last ones here, I think that was very relevant. Um, and actually, Mia said something real quick. She said, if we give in to every suggestion, we set the standard for other parents down the road to have this required. So, you know, uh, I think that was good. But um, it says required testing. There's no required tests for homeschooled students. The parent is responsible for administrating tests based upon the curriculum they use. Although not required, homeschooled students may uh, participate in state testing at their local public school. And then it just says, you know, these are managed by the, you know, uh, Michigan Department of Education um, and right. so on. But, I mean, again, this is just Michigan. Indiana's great. I know there's at least dozens of states that are very, very similar to this. Um, but, you know, that's the thing I think is just interesting is how few people have ever actually read the things that everyone else says is true. You know, like I hear it all the time is where people say, oh, well, did you see such and such person said this? Or did you see they're not they're saying you could be arrested if you do this. And it's like, well, did you actually read what they said the law says? And it just says we'd suggest you to do this or here's the suggest, you know, we can't. It's not a legal thing, but it could be this, you know, and, and, and so just read it and see if it says you have to do 100 things. And unfortunately, if that is legally their law, then you may have to do 100 things. But um, just try to understand it and be a little But bit. most of the states are not that way. No. Nope. Um, but here's the deal. Here's my thinking. Oftentimes, like if you go to other websites um, and sometimes law, um, homeschool law websites, like this one, I'm not going to say who it is, but, but it says for the state of Michigan, here's the Michigan state homeschool law according to them. There are two options, they said. Um, the first option is the way we said. Parents are teaching their own children at home under the homeschool statutes are required to use an organized educational program covering reading, spelling, mathematics, those things that we said. The statute does not require parents to lo notify local government or education authorities that they are homeschooling. The statute specifically notes the parents are authorized to give home instruction, if not, and then it goes just a little bit more. But it says, here's option two, this for the same state, the one we just looked at. This is not the government's website. This is their website. Homeschooling as a non-public school. To homeschool your ch children by operating as a non-public school, you will need to follow these requirements. Number one, ensure that the instructor has required qualifications. The instructor in a homeschool operating a non-public school may either be a parent or another person chosen by the parent, regardless of who the instructor is, even though he or she must have a teaching certificate, a teaching permit, or a bachelor's degree. Um, the second one is provide annual notification that your homeschooling is a non-public school. At the beginning of each school year, you're required to send the following information to the local public school superintendent. The name and age of each, of, the, you know, of each child, the name of the place of the school, the name of the address, all that stuff. Test, uh, teach the required subjects. Of course, you have to do the same things. Um, and again, these are added things um and that's kind of makes me mm -hmm. uneasy um because i hear certain websites will say here's what your state requires but we suggest you do more yep. we suggest you do more because we want to make it even look even better 
you know? It's almost like they just want to write more just for the sake of giving you suggestions. It's just like, I don't, I don't even get the point, honestly. I don't understand it. I know they want us homeschoolers not to look slovenly, and we, they want us to look better than their counterparts. But, you know, it feels a little like, and I'm not saying they're like Pharisees at all. I'm not saying that. Um, but it, it feels a little bit like where, you know, Jesus says, told the Pharisees, you're putting laws on people that weren't even put up on you. You know, you're adding things, you know, just to make sure. Um, again, I would go to your state's list of requirements and I would follow those. Um, and even in those, look at those words. Those words are very clear. And then I'd figure it out. I'd look at it, I'd print that thing off. I'd, and then I would be, you know, I'd set it aside and never look at it again because you can move forward with, um, with assurance that you're doing the right thing because, you know, you can have tests, you can have your kids tested if that's what you want to do, but you don't need to do it because the states request it or that they suggest it. You do it because you want to, or you think it's important because that's the great thing about homeschooling. You get to decide what's best for your kids. So, uh, and unfortunately there are some states out there that are tough, you know, and, but even in those, uh, there's just a huge yeah. leadway. Well, even um, like California, which often is, you know, I've heard is one of the worst, you know, but then at the same time, I'm just reading here and it says what you have to do. And this is on the California department of education website. Mm -hmm. Um, it says you have to open a private homeschool based homeschool, which is by filing this private school affidavit. And then it says um, the CDE, which is the California Department of Education, does not provide guidance on how to homeschool. However, a lot of information, I'll ask the homeschooling, is available online to assist those who would like. You know, and it basically goes through and saying, you get to decide, but here's some suggestions, you know, and and I, someone else here from California said that's right what they do is like you have to file the affidavit, but after that you're pretty much you don't have to do anything, you know, testing wise or anything like that. So <laughs> it's just, you know, a lot of it is just assumptions. I mean, it sounds like Mia and PA has quite a, a little bit harder. Yeah, PA is um, a hard one. Which is PA's unfortunate, uh, you know, but. You know, and there are there are states that honestly, uh, a lot of the liberal states are more so that way. And we're not saying every state's easy. It isn't, unfortunately. But just read the actual mm. website and see what it actually says. Um, and, uh, you know, make sure you're actually educated and not just going off of uh, other things. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was going to say something, but I, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh, you know, one thing, too, uh, especially if you're a first time homeschooler. I know that it can be kind of scary because I, you know, I know when we first started, there was always that fear that somebody was going to kick down our door and take our kids away. That just doesn't happen anymore. I mean, really, it just doesn't happen. Um, one thing, you know, if you live in a tough state, just do what they ask you to do. So if they ask you to register, you know, it's not a bad idea. They're not trying to, they, they're not going to get all your information and hunt you down. But sometimes when you blatantly you know uh don't do those things it raises flags and sometimes they you have issues that you wouldn't have had if you had just filled out the paperwork like you were supposed to at the beginning of the year um and then i would just say too uh if you're living in a state that's hard to homeschool and you hate everything about it 
I would, as hard as it is, I'd find a different state to move to. Come to Indiana. Let the people know in your uh, state legislature that you're moving away from their state because they don't. I, I, I uh, got an email from a dad uh, who lived in California, and he said, at least I think it was California. It could have been somewhere up in the northwest, which is even harder than California. And he's, I think it was. I think it was in one of those upper two corner states. Um, he said, we moved away because we just couldn't deal with the craziness anymore in homeschooling and in life. And I'll tell you, uh, that uh, gets lots of points in my book for a husband who's willing to lead his family in something that's really hard to be, a, to be in a better place for his family. Well, hey, we're out of time. Um, I hope this was encouraging um, because you should be encouraged. And again, you know, my thinking was for the mom who wrote me, uh, you know, she's from the state of Michigan, felt like her state was very, um, very, a lot more difficult than Indiana. And it's n not, it's still easy. You still have so much freedom. And I don't want to see you put yourself under subjection to something that you don't need to because it's not even there. Um, so anyway, have a great week. Um, make sure you're uh, doing the important stuff. Um, you know, and I know we're just getting back in after Christmas and New Year's, but you know, it's still okay. If you still need some time, you can still be easing back into it and enjoying these kind of down days at the beginning of the year, enjoying those times with your kids, sitting on couches and uh, doing what really matters. And of course, whatever you do, don't forget to smile. Thanks for listening. We're looking forward to being back live next week. We appreciate all of our listeners. We couldn't do this without you. Also, thank you to Teen Textbooks for sponsoring Smiling Homeschooler. You can check out a free trial of their math curriculum over on their website, teentextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.